Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP. You're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8. Now, how Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. We cover top news and information related to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. We also follow two news and information related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Now this is followed by an Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. So let's kick this thing off. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXP and today is the 6th of October 2021. Winter is coming. I mean, winter is coming in Dubai, not in the crypto space. Bitcoin has passed the $50,000 mark once again. It's hovering well over the $51,000 mark. And are we in the start line of a bull market? Most likely and hoping we are. Only for today, guys, the price that I've taken is as of 6th of October at 1 a.m. The reason for me doing that is because I'm going for a long run in the morning. Usually, I tend to pick up the price either at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. So in my LinkedIn profile, when you go through the slides, check out the times. Today, 6th of October, I'm looking at the price at 1 a.m. Today, we're going to be talking about if Bitcoin can replace gold or at least discuss what some billionaires like Kevin O'Leary think of it. Yesterday, we also talked about another multi-billionaire who's already thinking that Bitcoin has already replaced gold. At the same time, we're also going to be talking about some detractors of Bitcoin, that is Peter Schiff, who had said some negative things about Janet Yellen. Now, Janet Yellen is a Democrat and the United States Secretary of uh, Treasury since January of this year. And he has said that how her decisions has had a massive impact on gold and silver. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about politics and Bitcoin and where open source innovation and cryptocurrency fits into politics. We also have some interesting news about Spectrum app. And this is to do with the WhatsApp downtime that happened yesterday. There is an app which is being built in Solana, now, which is a bit ironic because Solana had a downtime itself for over 17 hours of last month. Moving on to news about UAE, I'm going to be discussing two news. The first one is about TalkHit and Wealthy. They chose UAE for the Middle East debut. Now, TalkHit uh, is an NFT platform. The website looks absolutely fantastic, but... The white paper is absolutely horrendous. It's over 65 pages long. And they only start talking about Talkit after the 49th page till the 60th page, which is fine. But the earlier 50 pages is just giving history about NFT. They could have completely avoided that. The second news that I'm going to be talking about is about DeFi blockchain business hackathon over 1 million rewards at Jitex. Jitex is an event which is taking place later in this month 
and they have combined with future blockchain summit as well so i'm going to be discussing loads of information about future blockchain summit which is one of the biggest blockchain events in dubai it probably might be even one of the biggest blockchain events in the world tdfi have a price amount of one million dollars tesla cars and quite a lot more so definitely worth listening to so welcome everyone it's 8 am you're in dubai you're listening to crypto and coffee at 8 where we cover farm news and information pertaining to the price of bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies how this episodes on the crypto and coffee at 8 works is we usually cover three news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies and some major breaking news short and sweet news the other two news and information is related to dubai uae and middle east in the world of bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies this is followed by ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies from 8:30 a.m. to 9:00 a.m. gulf standard time so let's kick this thing off welcome everyone today is the 6th of october 2021 and the market looks extremely extremely bullish the price of bitcoin has surpassed the $51000 mark and the price of bitcoin as of today is $51415 now the global crypto market as we speak is 2.23 trillion dollars it is still far below than what it was back in april nonetheless since the last 24 hours it is up by 3.75% The total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is also up. It's up to 110.97 billion dollars since the last 24 hours. It is up by 3.75%. DeFi is gradually on an increase and the total volume of DeFi is currently at 15.96 billion dollars. DeFi accounts for 14.38% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. What is really interesting this time is that the volume of stable coins has also gone high. Usually what happens is when the cryptocurrency market goes down, the volume of stable coin tends to pump up. This time however, the volume of stable coins as well as the cryptocurrency market has gone up. Now the volume of stable coins as of today 6 of October 1 a.m. in the morning is 86.12 billion dollars. What is really interesting and good is that the volume of stable coins account for 77.61% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now it's good that our stable coin accounts for lesser of the 24-hour crypto market volume. The king of all kings, Bitcoin. The price is $51,415. This particular time even the dominance of Bitcoin has increased to 43 0.46% so definitely looks like october could be the month where we might just be at the start line of a bullish market since the last 7 days that is since october the price of bitcoin has gone up by 22.88% in the last 24 hours it is up by 4.14% ethereum is also up by 22.61% since the last 24 hours is 3.85% binance coin which is number 3 and the market cap has also gone up to $441 binance coin has gone up by 30.66%
And yesterday I talked about CC, the founder and a CEO of Binance is in Dubai. So I'm pretty much sure that, you know, he might be attending truckload of events which are taking place in Dubai, UAE and in the Middle East. Since the last 24 hours, Binance coin is also up by 3.92%. Now let's move on to news about Bitcoin. My big question is Bitcoin versus gold. Since the last decade, what has performed better? The answer is clear. Bitcoin has outperformed better and not just gold, but pretty much against everything. So Bitcoin was created as a movement to its separation of money and the state. The definition of Bitcoin is peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. If you compare it to 2009 when it initially started, it has gone really, really up. The price of Bitcoin has gone humongously high. Some top financial legends and celebrities have been talking a lot about Bitcoin. Kevin O'Leary in particular, in an interview with Stansberry Research, along with Daniela Combon, he actually said that, For the first time ever, my crypto exposure is greater than gold. Now, I'm pretty much sure he's not only talking about Bitcoin, because he had said some positive and negative things about Ethereum and a couple of other cryptocurrencies as well. Pretty much sure he's not only talking about coin, but other cryptocurrencies as well. Also, I believe that Kevin O'Leary was in Dubai last month. I did see a post by Dubai Futures on Instagram that they had posted about Kevin O'Leary being in Dubai. I'm not sure if it was here for the Expo Dubai 2020 or some business talks or discuss some finance with the Dubai government. So Kevin O'Leary has definitely went ahead and said that for the first time ever, his crypto exposure is more than gold. Now what you can do is you can go to YouTube and type in Kevin O'Leary's interview with Stanbury Research. Definitely worth listening to it. Yesterday also I talked about Virgin Galactic Chairman, that is Chamath Paliapadia, who in an interview with CNBC said that Bitcoin has already replaced gold. He's a multi-billionaire and he, he probably has more Bitcoins than Satoshi Nakamoto. So I wouldn't be surprised you know, if he turns out to be the first trillionaire ever. Now talking about some detractors of Bitcoin, not everyone likes Bitcoin. Peter Schiff is one of the biggest detractors of Bitcoin. Just a few hours ago via Twitter, he told his followers that gold and silver mining stocks continue to be the ironic victims of surging inflation. The tweet that he said is kind of hinting towards Janet Yellen. Now Janet Yellen is pushing towards the new infrastructure bill. So it's to do with inflation and quite a lot of other things as well. Essentially she wants, or rather the Democrat wants to print another 3.5 to 4 trillion dollars. Talking about Peter Schiff, I personally like Peter Schiff. A lot of people in the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space do not like Peter Schiff, occasionally making fun of him as well. I like Peter Schiff. One strong argument that he makes for gold is you can actually utilize gold as in melt it and use it for iPhones, refrigerators, parts of airlines, jewelries and many other things. He often says that you can't do that with Bitcoin and he often calls that Bitcoin is just a speculative bubble. He does not like Bitcoin. That being said, he definitely knows a lot about Bitcoin and he does understand Bitcoin in detail. 
author Dr. Noriel Rubini, he's often present at pretty much all of the Bitcoin, Ethereum and blockchain events. They truly understand the inner workings of Bitcoin and blockchain protocols, but they just don't like it. I personally like Peter Schiff and I absolutely love his podcast as well. He gives some really interesting views about how the government impacts finance. The other detractor of Bitcoin that I'd like to talk about is Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon is the CEO of JP Morgan. He did share valuable insights in an interview with Axios and HBO. What he actually said is that it's Bitcoin has got no intrinsic values and regulators are going to regulate the hell out of it. I kind of agreed with him to a certain extent because if you look at it, Bitcoin does not have any intrinsic value. One thing which I keep telling all of my colleagues and my clients is, why does the price of Bitcoin keep going high? The answer to that is pretty simple, demand and supply. The supply of Bitcoin is fixed, hence people are pushing the demand for Bitcoin for no apparent reason. If you look at it, Bitcoin is just numbers. The part of me does agree with Jamie Diamond in the sense that it's got no intrinsic value. Jim Cramer, who is also a celebrity and who is often on CNBC, has also reacted to Jamie Diamond's comment and echoes similar opinion on CNBC. And he does feel the need of better crypto regulations. Personally, I feel regulations can be good as long as they protect investors and people. But regulation is not good when it hampers or stops innovation. A few days ago, I talked about how Dubai police is actually working with BitOasis to help boost innovation, yet at the same time protect investors. So government can play a massive role in boosting Bitcoin, blockchain and cryptocurrencies. In a similar news circle, which is one of the members of the consortium for USDC, is also in some news, and this is to do with the SEC investigation. Circle reveals cooperation in ongoing SEC investigation. They have an official release that you can actually read through that they send it to SEC. The official release is a filing. The filing is part of its plan to go public through a merger with Concord Acquisition Corp., with a firm valued at $4.5 billion. Now go through my LinkedIn profile and I would recommend you guys to go ahead and read through it. It's roughly around 7 to 8 pages long, but definitely loads of information in that filing. Now I am not sure if the merger has got anything to do with SPAC, that is Special Purpose Acquisition Company. If it is, it will be really interesting to see how SPAC fits into all of the SEC investigation. You can go to my LinkedIn profile, read through the entire article, the official filing, or you can also go to Cointelegraph. They have published and given links for all of the filing details. Talking about regulations, Congressman Patrick McHenry, who's a Republican, has introduced the Clarity for Digital Token Acts of 2021. Now, what this does is it seeks to make SEC Commissioner Hessler Pierce's safe harbor, safe harbor proposal into law. So definitely a great thing for cryptocurrency. So what Congressman Patrick McHenry did was he sent a detailed letter to Chair of U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission head, that is Gary Gensler. If you go to my LinkedIn profile, you can see the actual letter. Definitely short and sweet definitely worthwhile listening to. Also a reminder guys talking about politics and rules and regulations. I have a session on the 7th of October that is this coming Thursday 
and it is via Eventbrite. In case you want to listen to the audio version, you can do that via Podbean. In this particular session, I do a PESTEL R analysis on Bitcoin. Now, what is PESTEL R? The P stands for politics, E stands for economical, S stands for social, T for technological, L for legal, E for environmental, and R for religious. So I'm going to be talking about if Bitcoin is apolitical, discussing global wealth redistribution, the social impact of Bitcoin, the user experience of Bitcoin, the laws and regulations that govern Bitcoin, the ECG and Bitcoin mining, which has a lot to do with the environmental impact of mining, and if Bitcoin is Sharia compliant, there is a fantastic podcast by Saifuddin Omis where they talk about where Bitcoin might be the most Sharia compliant form of money. So go through my website or you can also drop me an email in case you want to attend that session. My email is info at blockchaindxb.com. Bitcoin has crossed the $50,000 mark. Uh, I believe it has done it for the fourth or fifth time. With over 12,300 cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin dominance has also gone up. So that is a great thing. If you ignore the shit coins, the Bitcoin dominant would actually be up by more than 90 odd percent. So, you know, shitcoins is one of the reasons as to why the dominance of Bitcoin looks less, but it is not. Even Ethereum dominance has gone up and it's up by 18.63%. So, Bitcoin and Ethereum are the major players in the cryptocurrency space. Now, yesterday, we did have a downtime on WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram. Now, because of the downtime in WhatsApp, uh, there is another project called as Secret um, App. Now, this Secretum app could be the solution for decentralized messaging app. I'm really not sure if it actually could be because Secretum app, they claim to be the world's first and only decentralized encrypted messaging app built on the Solana blockchain. Now, what I find is a bit ironic is that Solana had a downtime of over 17 hours a few weeks ago. And there were also speculations that uh, Solana is extremely centralized. And I'm not sure why they try to build it on Solana. So you can find out more information about it by going through finance magnets. Now, in LinkedIn, I've been replying to people, you know, who say that secretive app would be the best solution. I personally don't think so. Personally, I do feel, and as much as I hate to say this, but centralized systems work cheaper, faster, and most often than not, does offer better service. Simple as that. Moving on to news about UAE, I have two really interesting information about UAE. The first one is Talkhead and Wealthy choose the UAE for the Middle East debut. Now, Talkhead is spelled as T for Tango, O for Orange, K for Kite, H for Harry, I for India, and T for Telegram. This is an information which is published via Zavia.com. So, most of the information, I'm going to read it directly from the actual press release. So, Talkit is the first gamified social network that allows cost-effective and fast production of native NFTs, enabling digital content creators to produce various streams of automated income with the use of NFT and blockchain technologies. They have partnered with Wealthy. Wealthy is a distribution, zero-commission, variable-risk wealth creation platform. 
including zero risk, empowering users to have multiple streams of income. Now, Wealthy was successfully launched in Switzerland in the year 2020. So what the press release is that Talkit and Wealthy, two award-winning startups with disruptive blockchain-based vision, announced their plans to make their official Middle East debut from United Arab Emirates. Now, Wealthy is a disruptor zero commission variable risk wealth creation platform, including zero risk, empowering users to have multiple streams of income. When I did a bit of research, I found a couple of great things and a couple of not so good things. I'm just going to highlight some of the good things that I found with Talkate. The website is www.talkate.com. The website is absolutely fantastic. It just might be one of the best websites that I have seen in the recent time. Very, very professional. And in the website, they also have a very strong team. The best thing is, once you go through the team names, it directly takes you to the LinkedIn profile. So you can actually see the history of the team members. Absolutely fantastic. They also have a wall of creators. And by the looks of it, looks like they keep on updating it. So that is also good. The first social network on the website, they have mentioned that it is the first social network powered by NFT and blockchain technology. The social creativity becomes real money and it is a fantastic use case for podcasters like myself. And in the website, they also have these details about talk heat, seed and private sale. It is gone live. So those were some of the good stuff. Another thing which I like to add about the good stuff is you can buy the talk heat tokens. Now, it also gives you a feeling that they are trying to sell their tokens. Moving on to the bad things. This being a social media platform, they do not have any social media pages on the website. It could be possible that during the launch period, they might attach the Facebook, the Instagram and Twitter accounts. But as of now, there is no social media on their website. Ideally, they should have had Twitter, FB, Facebook and Instagram considering the fact that they themselves are into social media. The most terrible and horrendous thing about Talkit is the white paper. It is 65 pages long. The Bitcoin white paper is just 9 pages long. Now what's really sad is out of that first 65 pages, the first 36 pages tells the history of NFTs. No one needs to know the history of NFTs. You can get it off from YouTube or Wikipedia. The next couple of pages just gives very basic information about Talkit, which you can already see in the, on the website. The actual information only starts from page number 49. So you have a 65-page paper. They don't even call that paper as white paper, just paper. The information about Talkit starts from page number 49 and ends in 50. The other five pages are left completely blank. So the white paper definitely needs a proper restructuring. So I'm not content with how the white paper of Target looks like. I'm hoping that by the time they launch, they go ahead and rectify these errors. Because again, the website looks absolutely fantastic and it looks professional. So they might have done it by a professional team. Moving on to next news, that is about T DeFi. And our T DeFi is a blockchain-based protocol. They have tied up. Dubai Future Summit and the TD5 blockchain business hackathon will give away over $1 million rewards at Jitex. So absolutely great event that they are going to be having later on in this month. TD5 will host the blockchain business hackathon 
at JITEX 2021. I definitely will be attending that. So most likely I'll try to meet the team and try to get them in the podcast as well. Now more than 1 million US dollars is up for rewards. So the news is that TDFi, a crypto startup accelerator, has announced a blockchain business hackathon in collaboration with Future Blockchain Summit at JITEX 2021 that is in Dubai later on in this month. It's called as Bistorn. So Bistorn at JITEX 2021 is an extension of TDFi efforts to enable visionary developers and entrepreneurs to build decentralized products. The purpose of this uniquely designed Bistorn is to shape an idea into a fully funded operational business. So absolutely fantastic stuff. So what TDFi is doing is TDFi is bringing the high-performance world of the blockchain to a global stage through JITEX 2021. Participants shall share the stage with industry-leading companies such as IBM, Intel, Microsoft, Google, HP, and quite a lot of other companies, and more while they craft the solutions that will leave a disruptive impact on the attendees and the world. TDFi will carry out the hackathon during the Future Blockchain Summit at JITEX, which encompasses 4,500 exhibitors, 250,000 visitors, and with the participation of 140 countries. In addition, more than 400 active investors and VCs from 30-plus countries will be present. So absolutely massive, massive opportunity. More than $1 million are up for grabs in cash prizes and rewards to winners, along with airdrops of Lamborghini Hurricane and Tesla Model S. So in case you want to win a Lamborghini Hurricane or Tesla Model S, those are also up for grabs. So this is what Dubai does. Dubai takes things at a completely different level. I'll tell you a bit more about Biston. The hackathon is open for pretty much anyone, be it students, professionals, individuals and corporates, with a vision, as long as you have a vision to build on top of blockchain technology. Submission deadline is unfortunately over and the submission was from 12th of August till the 20th of September and the submission was on the following tracks that is CFI and DeFi, NFTs and social networks, social impact and sustainability, gaming and blockchain. The ideas shall be judged by exceptional mentors and world-renowned technologists who shall host weekly, monthly online workshops, webinars mentor sessions for guidance. The semi-finalists of Hackathon shall be required to submit the MVP of their concepts or ideas by 4th of October to qualify for the final round to be held on-site at JITEX 2020. Case if you are in Dubai, definitely worth attending to future blockchain summit. Just might be the biggest event in the entire world. So that's all for today guys from Crypto and Coffee at 8 from Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website, that is www.blockchaindxb.com. If you like listening to this, please click on the follow button and share the word across. Now for the next 30 minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. So let's kick this thing off. Welcome everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXB. You're listening to Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, 
beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we talk about price-related information about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, and cryptocurrencies. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, and cryptocurrencies. What you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, and cryptocurrency. I have a first question from Salim via Facebook, who has asked, where do you get information for your podcast? Now, that is a fantastic question, Salim, but I prefer to keep it secret. Now, I'm just kidding. Now, what I tend to do, the first thing is to get any of my information. I go to Coin Spectator. Now, what Coin Spectator is, it is a website that just has an aggregation of all the other websites. In Coin Spectator, you'll get brief news information from all the websites which are linked to cryptocurrency. So, things such as newsbtc.com, decrypt.io, Coindesk, or Cointelegraph. So what I do is I go to coinspectator.com. I read through the headlines. If I like the headline, I click on it and then it takes me to the actual article. But my information does not stop there. So let's say, for instance, in Coinspectator, I see an article which says that Brazil plans to make Bitcoin as a legal tender. I click on it. Once I click on it, let's say it takes me to a link of newsbtc.com or bitcoin.com. I do not believe that information. What I tend to do is I try to do a bit of research trying to find out who has actually said that. And you'd be surprised, 60 to 70% of the time, people are just speculating and just giving opinions and the information is not correct. So what I tend to do is I try to find out the official person who has said that. Once I find out who the official person is, then I t- try to check, has that person mentioned that thing on Twitter? Or is there a video? If there is a video, I listen to the entire video rather than just taking a part of it. If I do listen to a video which is edited, I do not take that for my podcast. I make sure I listen to the entire video. Some of these videos are you know, 20 minutes long or 40 minutes long. And one thing which I always tell my clients or other people who are listening to YouTube videos is you can actually increase the speed, Salim. So you can listen to videos at 2x the speed and 3x the speed not only get it gets you worked and faster but it also helps with the concentration level so going back to your question salim let's say if i find any information i go through via coin spectator if i find the headline interesting i click on that link the moment i see a website i'll try to find out who has actually said it then i will try to find out the first source of information it's so critical in today's day and age to find out the first source of information. Yesterday itself, you know, there was news that Donald Trump bashes uh, cryptocurrencies. Absolutely not true. The news was initially published by newsbtc.com. They did not mention the YouTube link, but they did mention who the interview was done by. So I looked at the interview being done by a person called Adam Shapiro. Now, Adam Shapiro only on Twitter has posted the entire 22 minutes long video. If you go to YouTube, you will not find it. If you try to read through any articles, you would not find it. If you go to Twitter, you can find the actual 22 minutes video. And during that 22 minutes video, 
you know, what happened was that Adam Shapiro actually asked President Donald Trump, who I believe is the greatest president of the United States of America, he asked him that, you know, what does he what does he think of China's role in cryptocurrencies? And in response to that, he said that, you know, he does not like cryptocurrencies. But what is portrayed in the news and media is that, you know, Donald Trump does not like cryptocurrencies. So what I tend to do, Celine, is look at information from first source. And Coin Spectator is a good website. The other one I tend to do is go to also Bitcoin Magazine. And lately, what I've been doing, Salim, is I've been going to Glassnode. Now, Glassnode is a website where they do on-chain analysis, but uh, you know they also have a paid version. And the paid version is a bit hefty. I believe it's more than $800 per month. So that's where I get the information from. I have another question by Laura, who has asked, uh, do you use stable coins? So Laura has asked, do you use stable coins? Now personally, Laura, I do not use stable coins at all. But I do know of people and clients in China who use a lot of stable coins, particularly Tether. Now the Tether USDT volume sometimes goes up to, you know, over $100 billion within 24 hours. A lot of the usage is actually from China. And something which I discussed earlier is that Circle, which is a part of a consortium along with Coinbase for a stable coin called as USDC. The USDC is also used but less than 10% in comparison to, let's say, USDT. So to answer your question, Laura, no, I do not use stable coins. What I'd like to talk about is, you know, stable coins on Ethereum called as MakerDAO. MakerDAO is called as the king of stable coins, but lately they call him as Boomer Stablecoin or Boomer DeFi. So it is a stable coin without any centralized person. Extremely, extremely complicated uh, project. Essentially, what you can do is you know you can take out your loan in a MakerDAO without any central media or central person involved. And the stable coin is actually called as Dai. So I do not use uh, stable coins, Laura, but in case you want to get into stable coins, I would recommend you know to try to understand what MakerDAO is and the stable coin DAI, how it works. Absolutely great stuff. So I would recommend you to you know try to get more information about DAI and how it works. Absolutely great stuff. Gary Gensler, who is the chairman of Security Exchange and Commission, he wants to treat stable coins as banks, and I kind of agree to him because. Uh, some of the ways how Tether is handling USDT, I do feel they need to be held responsible for certain things because stable coins are in charge of creation, managing and supply of its coins, supply of its coin, unlike Bitcoin. Now, uh, Laura, I do remember a couple of months ago where authorities in Australia had a crackdown on cryptocurrencies and they wanted to tax a lot of cryptocurrency traders all of a sudden, there was a growth in stable coins of over 50%, mostly to do with Tether USDT, and also the growth of Monero increased by well over 25%, and this happened overnight. So I don't use stable coins, and I have not found a use uh, case for stable coins. That being said, Willie Wu, who's one of the Bitcoin, who only talks about Bitcoin, he recently said that you know he does use stable coin quite a lot. And because of which, he actually is beginning to like Ethereum, which is a bit strange because he uses Tether USDT and Tether USDT works on Ethereum. So a Bitcoin maximalist, 
who uses Tether USDT pretty much on a daily basis is beginning to like Ethereum. And uh, Willie Wu is a massive Bitcoin maximalist. Amin from uh, Facebook has asked, is the Pestlar event by you free? Yes, I mean, thank you for reminding that. Uh, guys, the event that takes place on the 7th of October is completely free of cost and you can register via eventbrite.com or you can also drop me an email at info at blockchaindxp.com. Thank you so much, I mean, for asking that question. So I think that particular session would last for an, an hour and 30 minutes. I'll also try to do a little bit of networking towards the end and try to see if I can answer any of your questions. So the pestle or analysis, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be talking about Bitcoin. So pestle or analysis is where I'm going to be talking P, that is politics. If Bitcoin is apolitical and how governments can actually help innovation of Bitcoin and support Bitcoin, something which happened with El Salvador. And with reference to E, that is economical, I'm going to be talking about the global wealth redistribution. This is something with Simon Dixon, who is the CEO of Bank to the Future, talks quite a lot about Bitcoin and how it has actually helped in global wealth redistribution. The S is for social. I'm going to be discussing the social impact of Bitcoin, how people all over the world are kind of working together and promoting Bitcoin. You go to Bitcoin in Australia, in US, in Canada, even in Afghanistan, in UAE. So the social impact of Bitcoin is absolutely massive. And in T, I'm going to be talking about the technological factors. The user experience of Bitcoin is definitely not great. And there are a couple of upgrades which are taking place in Bitcoin. That is Taproot uh, and Snow Signature. I'll be discussing that at a very basic level. In L, that is legal, I'm going to be discussing the laws and regulations governing Bitcoin and something which I discussed earlier in the podcast today as well. And in E, I'm going to be talking about the environmental impact of Bitcoin, especially the Bitcoin mining and the B-word event which took place a couple of months ago and how it actually pumped the price of Bitcoin. So I'm going to be discussing that in detail. And finally, the R, that is religious impact. Now, there is a fantastic podcast by Dr. Sefadeen Amos where they talk about how Bitcoin is actually the most uh, Sharia-compliant form of money and they compare it uh, to fiat currency. And uh, the person who he had invited, he was actually in Dubai and he helped set up the DIFC Center, that is Dubai International Finance Center. So I'm going to be talking about that as well. So thank you so much, I mean, for asking this question. So it is going to be a completely free event on the 7th of October. That's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, Monday to Thursday, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have crypto and coffee at 8, where we talk about information relating to Bitcoin, blockchain, blockchain and cryptocurrencies. What we do is we usually cover three news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies. And the other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East, the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. That is followed by the Ask Me Anything series that you're listening to right now, where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain and cryptocurrencies. That's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. That's all for today, guys. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. Also check out my website that is www.blockchaindxb.com. 
If you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, click on the follow button and share the word across. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye-bye.